This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Writing in a book, How I Took Back My Power, journalist, political and policy analyst Nompomulela Runji had the following to say about escaping an abusive relationship. It's not enough to raise awareness and give victims information about their options. What's more important is to validate victims and their voice, to empower them by helping them realize and accept their inherent worth and value. It is when they can say, I don't deserve this, that they can begin to claim their power. I'm absolutely delighted to have Nompomulelo with me to tell me her story and how she hopes to help others with her new book. Nompomulelo, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Sharice, for having me. Nompomulelo, I know you in your professional capacity. And if I had to describe you, it would be competent, capable, elegant, charming, beautiful, intelligent, sophisticated, and kind. I could never have guessed the turmoil that you were experiencing behind that. Tell me what happened. Thank you so much for the compliments. That's amazing, Sharice. Look, um, I think I had been struggling with anxiety for quite a long time. In fact, when I went to therapy for the first time in 2017, it was because I had been facing heightened anxiety, anxiety, actually. I thought it might have been related to a heavy workload because I I worked very hard. I had just changed jobs. Um, In 2016, I had left my job at Sowetan. I had uh, just been awarded a a PhD scholarship uh, at the University of Pretoria. And I had just been offered a position um, at uh, the Friedrich Ebert Stiftung just towards the end of 2016. And so I started working for them. And it was a very exciting time in my life. Professionally, I was growing and I was really enjoying the role I had. Um, And I still lectured at the University of Pretoria part time. I I lectured political science. So everything really in terms of um, my my profession and and the the things that I'm passionate about, everything was going well. But um, Um, There was a bit of a disjuncture because at home things were not as great. Um, You know, my marriage uh, was, it seemed to be stable, but it wasn't the best experience. Uh, It wasn't a warm, uh, loving home and relationship that that, uh, I had. But obviously, I think because I had all this work and I had all these things that I was busy with, I was able to to disconnect from what was happening in my personal life. And so I didn't have the opportunity to really reflect deeply on my relationships and things like that. And so, so at some point, I think I I experienced burnout because I really started struggling to focus at work, which was really new for me because I, I never struggled professionally. As you said, I, I, I also think of myself as a very competent person. So when I started to feel that I wasn't able to apply myself at work, I realized that something was wrong. So I spoke to my supervisor, you know, at the time I told her what I was, I was dealing with. And then I consulted a psychiatrist who then advised that it would be wise for me to uh, think about going in for a 21 day. Um, stay at the psychiatric facility, which I did do. And when I arrived there, I was diagnosed with uh, depression and, and anxiety. And I think over time, over the years, I've understood that what I have is actually high functioning depression. It's a kind of depression that sort of masks itself because you think you're doing okay, because um, you're not slumping, you're not lazy, you know, you're not in a haze. But uh, at the same time, uh, Usually things in your relationships and personal life is really not going well, but it masks itself because professionally and in other areas of your life, you're doing 
extremely well. But the time I spent at um, the psychiatric hospital raised my awareness about some of the stresses and the fact that most of the stresses actually didn't reside in my in my workspace. Most of the stresses actually resided at home, in my marriage and my relationship with uh, my parents and my childhood experiences. And so I had to start walking the journey of, of, of confronting those issues and confronting the traumas that I had experienced at home as a child, uh, growing up with my parents, but then also within the context of my marriage. And then I grew to realize that what I what I was experiencing was actually psychological and emotional abuse, um, a lot of microaggression. But I didn't realize it because it was something that was familiar to me because I'd grown up in an environment where I'd experienced a lot of microaggression, uh, verbal abuse. Um, and at time, and, and just one incident that I talk about in the book where, where, where it was ex- an extreme experience of, of physical abuse uh, at the hands of my, my mother at the time. So I think all those things work together um, to change, obviously, the chemistry in my, in my brain and, and um, created, you know, the, the, the trauma that then led to me finding uh, outlets. Um, but I'm very grateful I didn't, uh, of course, I, it wasn't drugs and alcohol and things like that, but I really overworked. And uh, my symptoms of uh, how I realized I had the depression was that my symptoms were psychosomatic. I was very ill. Uh, by the time I was leaving Sowetan, I, I had even considered uh, applying for disability. That's how ill I was. I had constant pain. One, one GP, I think it was a third opinion, uh, after after like two, three years of trying to figure out what was wrong. One had told me I've got endometriosis. Another told me that I've got chronic pain and, um, and fibromyalgia and that I would have to take uh, schedule six um, painkillers for the rest of my life. But I couldn't accept that. <laughs> I just couldn't accept that, that diagnosis that I, I'm just going to live with this. I really wanted to know what the cause was. Um, I understood the effect. These were symptoms, but what was the cause? Yeah. Nomphamalela, to what extent do you think your experience mirrors so many of South Africans? And to what extent do you think you are in a position to have the ability to help yourself and help others, whereas others may not have your skills to do so? I think mine is not a unique experience. I mean, we live in a country that has, uh, you know, historical layers of trauma. Of course, we had institutionalized racism and discrimination across uh, state institutions and across society where people were systematically made to feel less than human. And that is traumatizing. Uh, Dehumanization is one of the most traumatic experiences I think that any person can experience. And then um, we've got the the next layer of intergenerational trauma, um, where, of course, generation upon generation experience really difficult situations, um, passes that legacy on to the next generation. And then, of course, we've got trauma within our family context as well. Uh, We are in a country that has high levels of gender-based violence and high levels of uh, family instability, obviously caused by a variety of of issues. We've got socioeconomic challenges. We've got, of course, the historical, like I spoke about, uh, impact of the, you know, internal migration system and, you know, families being broken up and split, you know, the removal of people, disappearance of people, etc. And families really not being able to cope. So I think my my experience really is, is like a microcosm of what a lot of people deal with. 
And I guess where I think the value that, that I can add is saying that there's a lot of power in acknowledging our stories and being fully aware of what our history, um, what our lineage, and then um, um, uh, and the impact that has had on our our, our personal uh, you know experiences and acknowledging that we have experienced trauma is is important i mean psych- psychology will tell you that um the first step to dealing with an issue or solving a problem is to acknowledge that it actually exists and i think that um that 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 is the 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 value that i add with this book as well is that i've actually taken the time to acknowledge the trauma many some people in my family have criticized me for highlighting the negative. While I think the critique might be valid to a certain extent, this book was not about, it it was not a memoir about, uh, it wasn't a biography. It was really a memoir that speaks to validating my experience and my trauma and just acknowledging it. Nampamalela, you have, you are kind of very well respected in South Africa in the political sphere. You are on webinars. Um, Do you feel that it strengthened or made you more vulnerable by putting your story out there? Look, I think it it just uh, offers a human face to the voice that is constantly uh, speaking about uh, issues facing society. I am considered a thought leader and somebody who has ideas about how to make our society work better. But I think it's also important to show people that those of us who work in this space are as human as the, the, the very people that we write about and speak about and speak for as well. Because we sit in a very, I sit in a very privileged position. Uh, I get to interact with people as subjects, as a researcher, and then get to place those issues or the issues that they raise in platforms where decision decision makers are and policymakers are. But I think it's also important to understand my positionality as well and to reflect the fact that I'm also a, a subject in and of myself with my own experience and I bring that into my work. And so that it, in, it, it informs my thinking as well. It informs my worldview and my values and, and what I bring to my work. So I think it's really strengthened. It might, might have made me more vulnerable, I think, but I think that vulnerability displays courage and, and strength. Was it therapeutic for you to write the book? Yes, um, it was very cathartic, I must be honest. Um, I was saying to someone the other day, writing is, 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 is very interesting because when, when things are in your mind, they are part of you. Um, they define who you are. But writing gives you the opportunity to separate yourself from what happened. So, so such that what happened no longer defines me. It's something I can look look at as separate and apart from myself and something that I can engage with as outside of myself. So I feel like writing this book has helped me to do is, is allow me to distance myself from that from the, the the negative experiences that I've had so that it no longer really defines me. It's no longer who I am. Um, but it's actually just what what happened to me. It's part of my past, part of my history. So yes. Numpamalelo, we don't have time to go into it, but your book also talks about how you found the courage to leave your husband. Um, these are things that many women in South Africa face. Uh, was that the hardest decision? It was very difficult because of um, my upbringing. You know, um, I came from a broken family and I told myself I'm going to break the cycle of, of divorce um, in my family, uh, in my generation. Uh, so that was very difficult. Secondly, 
um, my religious grounding. I had this idea that divorce was a sin. Of course, that one didn't contextualize it, but in the context of what I was going through, I had to understand that also abuse is also a sin and being treated less than human, less than what I'm worth and my value was also a sin. So I had to weigh those two. So it was a choice for me between um, life and death, uh, because I actually do believe that if I had not left that situation, I was going to come out in a in a, in a box. Not, not that my partner would have murdered me or anything like that, but I don't think that the conditions were such that it was viable for me to, to live a healthy, lead a healthy life. And that my, my health was deteriorating at a rate that didn't make sense for my age and for my, uh, um, you know, my fitness, my health. But it is a difficult decision to make. You need to have the enough support. You need to know that you have enough resources as well. Um, and you need to be sure at what you're up against in terms of usually the males in, in relationships have, have more power than us women financially as well. So you've got to consider all those things before walking away. So I really empathize with women who find it difficult to leave abusive situations because you've really got to consider all those things before you leave. I congratulate you on your courage and on writing the book. And uh, it's a readable book. If anybody would like to get it, how should they do so? What should they do? Um, so uh, the book is available nationwide, exclusive books and all other major bookstores, even the smaller bookstores in the smaller towns, you'll find it. You just ask for how I took back my power by Numpumalelo Runji, and they should be able to find it. There's also on takealot.com and other online book uh, sellers as well. You'll find it there. You'll also find it on Amazon on if you are interested in the digital version the kindle version uh, amazon.com does have that as well so it's really uh, widely accessible um, even for people outside the country they can order from exclusive books as well thank you very much that was numpumulela runji she is political and policy analyst a journalist and also the author of the book how i took my power back